Hey there, you awesome nerds. Welcome back to Pitch Lapped. My name is Kaylee Hillier and this is the Fan Made Pitch Perfect podcast. Just a little bit obsessed with it, but it's all good because the fandom just keeps us going. And since we're entering into 2021, I thought what a great opportunity to just look back over the great things that have happened in the fandom over the last 12 months. 2020 was a weird year. But I think at the same time, that brought some very interesting things to the fandom. Now, bearing in mind, I haven't been in the fandom that long. I was like lurking for a little while and then started pitch slapped in at the end of July. So I'm sure there's plenty of you who know way more than me. But it's been fascinating kind of seeing it all develop, seeing what creatively like pushed people this year and also seeing what our favourite Bellas have been up to over the last 12 months. So this episode is going to be a complete dive into 2020 and just having a look at the great year of content that we have either received or created and just enjoyed over the last 12 months. Let's blow that pitch pipe and get into it. Now for our delve into 2020... I have been asking you guys what were some of your favourite moments, whether it was fan fiction, artwork and creators who have done stuff in the fandom, from GIFs to memes to pictures that were created and also some of your highlights from the actors and actresses who have been involved in the Pitch Perfect world. The lovely thing about Pitch Perfect is that we have got like 11 ballads that we can follow up and just see what they're getting up to year on year and they're all so creative they all get up to such different things not only that is we've got to delve into some of the top fan fiction of the year some of your favorites and also we tried to do a few algorithms to look at some of the top red fanfics of 2020 so we'll be looking at that a little bit later on but first, let's take a look at the cast highlights. Starting off with Chrissy Fitt. She's been involved with projects like Aquafina is Nora from Queens, Pete the Cat, Eleanor of Avlor. She also did a Christmas miniseries called Tis the Season to Press Pause with the Jed Foundation and VS Pink. And also that featured a cameo from Kelly... And most recently, she's been involved in the film All My Life. Shelley Regner has been involved in projects like Adverse, Running With Fear, and during the quarantine. I think the really interesting thing with having the quarantine is to see what people get up to and how they use their time. Shelley Regner, I think, got kind of weirdly creative over the quarantine period. Some great Instagram content, including her own rendition of Cups, which was a quarantine and wine kind of remix. And you might have seen it on the SGN Some Good News show, which John Krasowski put together, where she did a bit of co-anchoring and it was really fun watching her do that. Elsewhere, Kelly Jackal, not only is she getting a lot of support with her Patreon and her music and the stuff she does there... She was also involved in projects like Black Hearted Killer and Over Christmas, the Lifetime movie A Very Charming Christmas Town. Hannah May Lee, 
has been involved in projects like Phobias, Processing, and the Netflix movie The Babysitter Killer Queen. You might have seen Esther Dean on Trolls World Tour doing some voice acting. And of course, with her music, she keeps very, very busy and has been involved in producing songs like Rooted by Sierra, which came out this year. Alexis Knapp has been involved in projects like Phobias and Bad Sons. Hayley Steinfeld, her half-written story EP came out this year and as well as two shorts, I Love You and Ron Direction. And of course, let's not forget the fact that Dickinson is coming out very, very soon and the whole Hawkeye series tease of her becoming Kate Bishop and I cannot wait to see that all come out. Rebel Wilson had her year of health, which has been something she's been dedicated to and has been tracking her journey on things like Instagram, sharing what she's been and getting up to there. And it's great to see her kind of having that goal and showing her journey. And she also announced that she started writing a book, a children's book. So watch this space. Anna Camp. Oh my word, so much stuff has been coming out with Anna Camp this year. Not only did we see the end of Perfect Harmony, we saw Lovebirds and Desperados on Netflix, Graceland, the short. More recently, she was in Creepshow and, of course, her big indie film, Here A While, which we got to see her act in a really deep role. Brittany Snow. First off, she got married. We got to see some great pictures of her wedding. Almost Family finished airing. And of course, we had the Hooking Up movie. And she actually completed and released her project September Letters, which is now up. And it's great to see her actually having a project that she's been wanting to put together for a long time. We've heard a lot of stuff about it. And it was great to see her find a project where she could express herself and help others at the same time. And with that release, she has been so involved in putting it out there, being involved in podcasts and lectures and presentations and really a driving force with this, with her co-creator as well, Jasper. So I am so excited to see where September Letters is going to go as they keep rolling this forward. And it really does seem like something that's kind of just picking up steam. And of course, finally... Anna Kendrick. She started off the year doing her press for Trolls World Tour. Dummy came out, which was a particularly odd thing on Quibi, but it has got that kind of Anna Kendrick quirkiness to it. And of course, Love Life, which is just a masterpiece. And she is also a producer on that as well. And during the quarantine, she was also involved in the 10th anniversary of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World when they did a table read called Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Water Crisis. And we got to see all the actors and actresses kind of on like Zoom or something, on a video call, actually reading through the movie and just enjoying that whole thing. And it was almost like having a reliving excitement of the wonder that is Scott Pilgrim. And she even did extra than just her her bit in the movie because she also had to do Brie Larson's bit. So we got more Anna Kendrick than we normally would in that table read. It was, it was awesome. In Pitch Perfect highlights, 
you would think that they wouldn't have a lot to share now that uh, Pitch Perfect has kind of stopped making movies. But you would be wrong. <laughs> Not only did we have the weird video of Elizabeth Banks and John Michael Higgins doing John and Gail as they commentated on NASCAR. Really odd. There was also the Twitter watch party that happened during quarantine where we had Alexis Knapp, Hannah Maylie, Shelley Regner and Kelly Jackal tweeting about it during the movie as everyone was watching it. But not only that, I remember doing this during the watch party and I was like on Twitter, people were tweeting at Chrissy Fit, and Chrissy Fit wasn't even in the first movie and yet... She suddenly got involved in this Twitter watch party of Pitch Perfect 1 to the point where people were into creating memes of inserting flow into Pitch Perfect 1. It was fabulous. It was fantastic. Back in August, we got Love on Top, the charity single by the cast of Pitch Perfect for UNICEF. I don't think anybody was expecting anything like that to come out. And what was worse was... It got dropped, I'm pretty sure, by Britney or someone in an interview during lockdown. Like, they were all doing these different interviews and, like, Instagram lives about stuff for their projects. And it was just dropped that they had been working on something for Pitch Perfect and that it was going to be a song. And just that tease alone got the fandom so excited. And, you know, we're not that great at waiting for stuff anyway, let alone something that you know is coming like the Chloe kiss we didn't you know we weren't expecting that it never came so the feather love on top we had this tease and then everybody was just like when's it gonna happen when's it gonna happen and it was getting to the point where we were like oh they're not gonna do anything are they they, they were just talking about it it never materialized and then it just dropped it like just came out of nowhere love on top I think that's probably one of my most played songs of 2020. It made me so happy when I saw it. And also just getting to see our Bellas in that little video, no matter where they were, that they were able to kind of have them all on the screen, even if Anna Kendrick's video quality kind of sucked. She tried. And just the like... The cute little Bella moments that happened, even though they weren't together, it was so good. It did kind of feed my pitch perfectness for a while, even though I'm still wanting more. And genuinely, I thought that was going to be the top thing of the year. I was going to put together a list and like put it out as a poll on social media and just see what people's favourite highlights were of the year. And I thought, well, Love on Top will be number one. I had this kind of episode planned for like two months of doing this roundup of the year. And I was like... Love on Top's going to be the pitch-perfect highlight of the year. That's going to be great. And then... Oh, how wrong I was. Seriously. We get to the 11th of December. Well, my 11th. It might be different depending on which time zone you're in. But I just remember being up late that night. It was about two in the morning. We talked about this before. Just another normal day in December. And then out of nowhere, this little video came out of the Chloe kiss. It was grainy. It looked like a scene from Pitch Perfect 3. But people were getting excited online. They were sharing it out there. And then when you watched it for the first time, as a deep fan of the films and of Chloe, 
my heart just kind of stopped for a moment and it took me a, a while to process the fact that I was seeing this thing that as a fandom we had been waiting for for so long just kind of trickle out there there was no big fanfares there was no kind of big announcement this just appeared and oh how happy this has made the fandom like even now like people will tweet this video again or put it up on tumblr or something and it still brings me joy every time and when i speak to people they're just still ecstatic over the fact that we've got this but chloe kiss and it's like a weird feeling because it's almost it's something that you've been waiting for for so long that now that it's here it still doesn't quite feel real the whole angst that i had as a chloe shipper and being in the fandom and i feel like a lot of the Bacloe fandom was built on this angst of this kiss that we knew was out there but never happened and the fact that they never got together. And now you can kind of almost rewrite that in your head. Now that you have got a video, an actual video showing them getting together, it's almost just kind of like completed that circle and made me kind of just feel so full with Bacloe that... It's funny because I thought, oh, well, maybe that will just stop the angst. No, it didn't. Because now I just want to read more stories knowing and having the comfort that, you know what? In my head, they did get together. It did happen. At this point of like planning this episode, I was like, there's no point in me putting a poll out asking people what their favourite Pitch Perfect moment was. Because let's be fair, the Chloe kiss was going to win hands down every time. I mean, it's a whole year of love on top and the Chloe kiss. I loved some of your comments as well of things that you loved from 2020. Rejection isn't failure said, it's so hard to pick out some highlights of the year. So I'll start with love on top because not only was the charitable cause amazing, what they did with the song was unbelievable. The key changes, wow. Of course, Kendrick had a wonderful year. Love life was incredible. Her talent is immeasurable and really showed in it. Hella thankful for all the photo shoots she's been a part of. Snow with hooking up. Again, damn, she's talented. I love what Chrissy has been getting up to, supporting her girls for a start. But all the charities that she's been donating to and showcasing is so damn sweet. All My Life was a beautiful film, to be honest. I loved that all the girls kept themselves busy throughout lockdown. And it didn't dampen their spirits that they loved and supported one another through it all. It goes on to talk about September letters, Snow finally having the chance to make it a reality after so long of planning it. It's such a wonderful, safe place for so many people to share their experiences and not judge someone else. I think that she and Jasper have made something real special. Yes, definitely. I love it. It's also great to just hear what your highlights were from the year. Megan said, I was really touched by Hero While. Anna Camp in that movie was amazing. I'd never seen her in such a dramatic role, but she really carried it and tackled a really difficult subject beautifully. And Alex said, I've been so impressed with Rebel Wilson and her year of health. The fact that she set that goal for herself and she stuck to it and showed me that if I set my heart on a goal, I can achieve it. I mean, there's something definitely with Rebel Wilson's year of health is the fact that she did set that goal and, like, documented her whole journey. Just kind of, like, proving that, yeah, like, 
you can set tough goals and do it so many highlights and that's just from our actors and actresses and of course not only have we got the great cast of Pitch Perfect and seeing the great projects that they're getting up to but the fandom is full so full of creative people and I wish that I could spend literally the whole time just highlighting every creator that has done stuff because I don't know about you but during this year when there's been low times and especially with lockdowns and uncertainty one thing that has kind of lifted my spirits is all of the creative pitch perfect stuff that comes out on tumblr and instagram and twitter and just brings me just joy it just brings me so much joy and like i can just sit there for hours reading fan fiction delving into some great gifts and sometimes the gift stories that people come up with, my mind will just run with it. I'm like, they'll just kind of like be four gifts of like a story or a scene. And then I'm just like, oh my word, I want to have, I want to have this whole thing as a story. It just, it's amazing the creativity of people. And there's just no way that I could sit here and just go through absolutely everything. Like, I love just reading everybody's take on things on the fan fiction and seeing where they kind of want to go with it. But there's just no way that I could talk about everything that happened last year. From big creators to small creators, there's so much, so much. So to get an idea of some of the highlights, I put up some posts online to get your takes on things that you really enjoyed over the past year. Things that have inspired you, things that have just kind of excited you throughout the year. Before we delve into the fan fiction, because I can go on for ages, let's have a look at some of your favourite pieces of artwork over 2020. Shikarex on Tumblr sent me over a link to a mood board by Snow One But You. It's a mood board from Pitch Perfect Horror Week. And the caption just says, Becca was known to be reckless and irresponsible, but by far the most reckless irresponsible things she has ever done was allow herself to fall in love with a werewolf it's a chloe plus a werewolf chloe mood board i know love from just like nine pictures that you get this really great vibe of this story it was made for pitch perfect horror week and shikarik says it was so soft and sweet and it was posted when i wasn't knees deep in the fandom yet but it really stood out to me and another one that they loved was a gift set by Sensible Thing To Do. This was a really, really recent one made for the seven days of Pitch Perfect on day five. Where they had to post about their favourite scene. And of course they did the kiss, the Chloe kiss. Shikarix says, because the song makes me so soft and it was the kiss... It's a really simple one, but it hits the right spots for me. Plus, it must be super hard to make something pretty out of that grainy video. I do agree. Like, that's a tough one for gift makers to try and make something out of. I loved it, especially with some song lyrics in there as well. WW84 on Tumblr sent a number of ones to me. One that I definitely remember circulating around early in the year was this board flip 
that Chloe does. It's a clip from Pitch Perfect 2, and this is made by Knock Five Times on Tumblr. And all it is is Chloe flipping the board like she does in Pitch Perfect 2. She's got the workout gear on, and the board just says Becca is a bottom. That, that's literally all it says. I was trying to remember when I, when I saw this again, I was like, was that whole discourse at the beginning of this year, the whole kind of Becca is a bottom thing that blew up on Tumblr? I can't remember. But that gif, I remember seeing that gif and just every time I saw it, it made me smile so much. It was so good. And a number of people shared this video trailer with me, including Claire. And it's a video made by the account WW84 on Tumblr of a movie trailer. And this was a trailer made of a collaborative story by Tiny Mouse Boots and A. Serenitatum on Tumblr. There's actually a story that you can read on AO3 that goes along with this trailer. It's called the Lynchpin Trailer. And it's so good. The tension that is made in just this little clip is fantastic. Debbie says, the amazing sketch wave on Tumblr made some amazing artwork for my Bechloe Week fic. And it is a very cute picture. If you haven't seen it, Sketchywave did a number of things for Bechloe Week. And they're all posted on Sketchywave's Tumblr if you want to check them out. But one of the ones was, was a story by Green-Eyed Weirdo. And it was for Bechloe Week farm animals. I think it was day four. The fic is written about the Friends episode with the chick and the duck. So what Sketchywave did is kind of got inspired by this this story that was written and made this scene of Chloe and Becca in the bathroom with the chick and the duck. It's so cute. And let's not forget about the Pitch Perfect fandom drive which happened earlier in the year. An amazing fan movement where fans and creators got together to raise money for Black Lives Matter, Pride, Equality and more. The movement is set up on Tumblr under the account PP Fandom Drive and what they did was they got creators and fans to get together and if you had contributed anything to one of these great causes, you could show that to the creators of the Fandom Drive and then they would allow a creator to create something for you. And it was a great initiative and a great way of just showing the power of a fandom and the great work that can be done in a fandom as well. If you want to check it out, they are on Tumblr under PP Fandom Drive. And this year alone, they have raised over $4,000 to great causes. Over on Instagram, Sarah said, My favourite creator is the account Incorrect Pitch Perfect. Their memes always make me smile. They do make some good memes. I do enjoy them. They're like little, like, little joys that pop up on your Instagram feed when you're not expecting it. And how they come up with all of their incorrect Pitch Perfect moments, I'll never know. But they often work so well. And with that, let's delve into fan fiction. Now, we're going to be getting over to some top fix of the year very soon. But first of all, I just wanted to cover some of your highlights from 2020 in fan fiction. It's been an interesting year. And I always find it really intriguing when you get to see how the year shapes stories. Because sometimes there are things that happen, whether it's an event like Christmas or Valentine's Day that people will write things about. Or... 
just things that kind of spark their imagination. And this year, of course, we had the Chloe kiss, which sparked a whole load of fix and things were created about. But I feel like the biggest one was COVID and the quarantine. And oh my word, I remember when this all kind of happened in March and then for months, I mean, even now, sometimes you'll get the occasional quarantine fic coming in and being able to see the Bellas or Becker and Chloe or your favourite ships interacting in and around quarantine and how they would react, what would happen. And of course, the amount of stories that came out around quarantine. I will admit, the amount of smut stories that came out about quarantine as well. I mean, it was almost like the perfect smut scenario, I feel like, for a lot of people. <laughs> so if you enjoyed smut, this was like your dream come true. <laughs> How many different ways can your favourite characters get together in quarantine they were all different which kind of leads us to uh, your favorites so many of you got in touch to let me know some of your highlights of the year some of your highlights cat rogue said that's how it works that's how you get the girl was one of their favorites by becca's belt that's available on ao3 i think most of these are available on ao3 they also really liked play me a song piano girl by not so awesome nerd WW84 said The Howl by Tiny Mouse Boots was one of their faves. And Anastasia93, Day by Day Love, said Time Makes You Bolder by Boat Stosa. Snow One But You said If There's a Light at the End, I Choose You by Suit Up. Rejection Isn't a Failure loved Jokes on Us by Psy456 on AO3. And Late to the Party loved Switching Gears by Psy456 as well. Green-Eyed Weirdo loved Are You the One by Black Lighting 212. Green-Eyed Weirdo and Rejection Isn't Failure loved Dangerous Jenga by Not So Awesome Nerd. A Simple Favor loved Now I See Daylight by iPhone. That's a whole series of fix. And <laughs> there did seem to be one fic that literally... So many people were telling me they loved. And <laughs> I feel like it was just one of those that just captured people's imaginations during this year. And it probably summed up a lot of people just needing something to get them through quarantine. A simple favour, besides the lions and the ladies, rejection is a failure on Tumblr. We also had the suggested... I had some DMs on twitter and also on instagram <laughs> people sent this one in desperate measures by alicia mead i mean like the amount of people who loved this fic this year what more do you want me to say there you go <laughs> also on twitter sasha said we could be more by tmylm they loved that fic so many and i could go on and on of some of your favourite fics, whether they were whole stories or one-shots. There was so much that we fell in love with in 2020. And a big thank you to all the creators who have just fed us during the last year. I really appreciate it. And I know there's lots of people out there. And if we haven't mentioned you, just know that we do appreciate all the work that you create, no matter how big or how small you are in the fandom. Like... I just keep my AO3 tab rolling 
just to try and keep up with the amount of stuff coming out. So I think as we round off our 2020 review, I wanted to kind of get an idea of some of the topics, some of the things that were most read during 2020. It's not to say that they're better than anything else. I like delving into it, seeing what sometimes the facts and figures say. I used to do this on the radio doing music and I just loved seeing what was the top 10. And so this is just me delving into my little nerdy side as we take a look at some of the top fix of 2020. I've done this in different parts and just to give you like an insight onto how this works, I set some ground rules on how I was going to do this because I wanted to try and do this right. I've probably done it wrong. But hey, we're just going to give it a go anyway. I've got three different charts for you today. So just to lay some ground rules and how I put these charts together so that we could kind of get an idea of the things that people really enjoyed across the year. With all of these charts, what I did was put the time ranges in for the year and then sorted it by hit rate. So it gave us like a good idea of what fix were the most read all the way through so we could get like a good chart. Okay, this is how we did it all like for fanfiction.net. I did it by favourites. That seemed like the easiest one to do to give me an idea as to kind of what people were delving into. So we did fanfiction.net. We looked at just one shots and then we looked at the overall fix of the year. Now, bearing in mind that there are a lot of fix that we could highlight that have been around for a long time. For example, experimentation would be number one on literally almost every list because it's been around a long time, a lot of people read it. But I just wanted to focus on 2020. I might, you know, if you guys are into it, I can have a look and do an episode on the most hit rated fix of all time. But we're just looking at 2020. So I had to go through and only select fix that were started this year. So if they weren't started this year, if they were started before this year, they are not included in this list. And also, we didn't look at crossover fix. There are a few crossover fix that are quite popular, but I figured we're just doing Pitch Perfect. We're just going to look at Pitch Perfect only fix. So that's how we did it. There are a number of fix, like big fix, like I Hate You by Not So Awesome Fangirl, Experimentation, which are not finished and are still being written that we could include in a list like this. But I figured let's just be fair to the creators who started writing stories this year and that people have looked into. So that's kind of how I put this together. I hope you enjoy it. It's been really fun kind of delving into and discovering what things people were reading and what things they enjoyed. And of course, this is just a little insight. Don't go crazy with it. It doesn't mean anything. I just enjoyed doing it. So that's why we're going to do it in the podcast. Also... I couldn't really include any one shot lists because they've been going for so long and like every chapter is a different one shot. So I wouldn't know if they were just looked at in this year or does the total amount over loads of years. So it had to be something that was written from this year. That's how we did it. So let's start off with our first list, fanfiction.net. Coming in at number 10 the Quiet One by Dreeboy97. The summary says Becca Mitchell has started college, but she has a problem that is starting to become an issue. She's deaf. 
She is finding it difficult to fit in like normal students until a certain blonde transfer takes up for her and begins spending all her time with the brunette, making her roommate even angrier towards herself and Becca. At number nine, it's Lucky Charms by another Chloe shipper. The summary says, a Tumblr prompt. Chloe is grocery shopping late at night and is shocked to find her favourite singer, Becca Mitchell, in the grocery aisle with her arms full of Lucky Charm boxes. Number eight, and then there was you by Aka Blow Me. Becca Mitchell feared that she was forever destined to follow her mother's footsteps of addiction and bad choices. Chloe Beale feared she would never amount to anything more than a substitute teacher. What happens when their two worlds collide? Will things change for the better or will they be left broken hearted by the choices of others? At number seven, we have got My Heart Only Beats For You by Chloe is legit. Dr. Chloe Beale should be home celebrating her birthday. Instead, she finds herself unknowingly holding a heart in her hands, willing it to beat again as she unknowingly performs a surgery that her whole world depends on. At number six, Could This Be Something Real by Abadaboo22. Becca takes Chloe as her date to the Grammys and now the world thinks they're together. But Chloe Week 2020, Day 5, Fake Dating. At number five, we have got Child Brides by But Chloe Is Legit. Becca and Chloe were childhood best friends and got married when they were seven. When they're ten, Chloe's family moves away and they lose touch. Becca never forgets Chloe and always wears her wedding ring around her neck. Fast forward, they are both now 25 and Becca takes her dog to the vet. It turns out Chloe is the vet. And number four, Guiding Light by Nope We Can. The summary says, when Becca calls a Samaritan-style phone line one night, she's looking for a friend. For someone to listen and understand, she has no idea that the girl who answers the call, Chloe, needs that just as much. Becca and Chloe need each other. They just haven't met yet. At number three, Are You the One by Blacklighting212. The summary says what happens when you put 20 singles together in a house, supply them with plenty of alcohol and endless free time, put them through challenges and dates to give them the chance to find their perfect match and throw in a million dollar reward. Thick based off of the MTV show Are You The One? At number two, You And Me Against The World by K-Dance Right Dream. The summary says... For as long as Macy can remember, it's always been her and her sister, Becca. They've been through a lot together, the death of their parents, their subsequent placement in foster care and all the horrors that followed. When they meet a perky redhead on their first day at a new school, will they be able to let her in? It's a Chloe High School AU and at number one on fanfiction.net, I feel like we need a little fanfare. That would be good, wouldn't it? We have got Beat of Life by Weasel26. This is a stecker fanfic. Chloe gets accepted into med school, causing her to break up with Becca, leaving her heartbroken. But thanks to the help of Stacy and the rest of the Bellas, she focuses on her music. Becca's journey to the top of the music industry while getting over heartbreak. Who knew 
we'd get a stecker thick at number one it's fantastic so much and it's so interesting because there's such different fics sometimes on fanfiction.net you forget about them before we delve into the top fics from AO3 I managed to find a way on AO3 to do one shots so we are going to take a look at the one shots when I pulled up the list for the one shots from 2020 on AO3 I was all I will say about this list is man the pitch perfect fandom is a thirsty bunch I mean seriously I think they're almost all mature fix so please bear in mind if you are younger you might not want to look at this list of fix it's literally smart there's not really a lot else I can say about this list it's is like unadulterated smut the amount of smut fix in this list is uh yeah it's a whole it's a whole thing <laughs> starting off at number 10 in our one shots from ao3 we have got curve by jojo saltzman the summary says when chloe gets too stressed about the world after the convention center performance becca finds a way to make her relax a trigger warning for this fic if you are not a fan of girl peen fix please avoid this one. I appreciate that some people, it is a triggering topic and so we would not like anybody to get triggered by any of the things that we mention on the podcast. And number nine, we have got Life As We Know It by iPhone. The summary says, after Becca's miscarriage, the road to healing is a long one. Their first night out together in a while proves to be more difficult than expected. That was way back in February 2020. In April, we had on number eight fic, I Get Down On My Knees For You by Chloe Her. The summary says, five times, Chloe Beale brought Becca Mitchell to her knees. At number seven, we have a fic from January of 2020 by iPhone. Go with the wind, I'm up in your clouds. The summary says, the times they don't and the first time they do. At number six, High Speed Connection by Alicia Mead. The summary says, So Becca is a bit of an exhibitionist, so what? What could possibly happen when she decides to play with Chloe while she Skypes with Aubrey? At number five, we have got Have Your Cake by Alicia Mead. The summary says, I want you, Becca grins and pulls her close. Words spilling out without thinking. I want you and her. At number four, Four Letter Word by TMYLM. This is another fit from January in 2020. The summary says, There are probably better times than during a fight to say I love you for the first time, but it was a stupid fight anyway, and they have been dancing around these three words for way too long. And at number three, Taken by Surprise by Alicia Mead. The summary says, A nice little prompt... Chloe strapping up, sat on a couch, Becca straddling and riding like there's no tomorrow. At number two, Before We Start the Day, Dear, I'm Whispering in Your Ear by Chloe Her. The summary says, literally just says this, Chloe wakes Becca up. That's it. That's all you're getting. And at number one, from March in 2020... Because we don't give a damn about a thing by Alicia Mead. The summary says, lots of socially distanced folks wanting Chloe to just roar Becca. So here we are. 
read the tags. I mean, what else do you want me to say? I feel like, I feel like that just kind of summarised the wholeness here of the one shot list. The top one shots of 2020. Man, you guys, like seriously. Which takes us to our list of the top fix from 2020. I had to go through and find these and just find the ones that were written in 2020. We tried to make it fair, so we did it by hit rate to give us a good idea as to how all the fix kind of fared. But before I do my list, I would love to know what you think was the most hit fic of 2020. You can send me an ask or just kind of let me know your thoughts on social media. I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. And like, did you get it right? Was the fic that you were thinking about the one that is number one on our list? Starting off at number 10, We Are The Wild Youth by iPhone. And the summary says, Becca needs some money to get out of Barden and to move to LA as quickly as possible. It just so happens that an opportunity all but drops in her lap, one Chloe Beale desperately in need of a tutor to pass her last two classes to graduate. Coming in at number nine, we have got Finding Home from Late to Departy. The summary says Becca accepts Khaled's offer but left Europe before the others. But Chloe endgame with lots of pining. This fit was started in May of 2020. See, some of these you may have forgotten, like number eight, Basic Bitches by Ellie underscore Monson. This fic was started in February 2020. The summary says, I read Perdition by Morning Sound 15 and I loved the idea of canon adjacent but Chloe being a cheating mess. Chloe's cute and likes vampires. Becca's aloof and likes the X-Files. Aubrey probably believes in Bigfoot. The Bellas exist. Hooray. We're all a little bit basic. At number seven, this fit was started in April 2020. It is Guiding Lights by Massive Drickhead. The summary says, when Becca calls a Samaritan-style phone line one night, she's looking for a friend, for someone to listen and to understand. At number six, Shower Singing by another Chloe shipper. This fic was started in March 2020 and the summary says, Prompt, we've never met but we shower at the same time and our showers are on opposite sides of the same apartment wall. So sometimes we start duets. Coming in at number five, this fic was started in January 2020. It is No Way to Make the Pain Play Fair by Ruta Baker. One, two, nine. The summary says, Becca didn't want to be cliche, but gosh, she hated high school. At number four, by Snowflake19, it is to live and love in Pemberley Valley. This fic was started in March 2020. The summary says, Victorian AU, Rebecca Mitchell, appears to be the perfect lady. Respected parents in a respectable profession, wealth, impeccable manners and an air of something she can't quite lay her finger on. She is also engaged to Chloe's brother by their parents' design. But if there is one thing Chloe is bound to learn, it is that Rebecca Mitchell follows only her own path. At number three, we have got Just Like Starting Over by The Pocket Dragon. 
This fic was started in September this year and the summary says it has been five years since Becca last saw Chloe, five years in which everything has changed. When Becca moves back to Georgia from LA, a chance encounter brings the two back together. The pair must question whether there is space for each other in their lives, especially since Becca's heart is now fully devoted to someone new. Here we go. The last two. And number two. It's Desperate Measures by Alicia Mead. Started in April this year. The summary says, Chloe and Becca have everything they need to weather the mandated period for social distancing and staying home. Food, water, shelter, games, entertainment and each other's company. The one thing they don't have, much needed privacy. And at number one, the most hit fix on AO3 last year, started in February 2020, is The DJ and the Babysitter by Snowflake19. The summary says, Becca is famous, but always managed to keep her identity a secret for the sake of her daughter. Chloe is a little strat for cash, and babysitting seems a decent enough way to remedy that. That's it. There's our list of some of the top fics from 2020. I hope you enjoyed that little kind of look into some of the fics across the year. And did you get it right? Did you get the fic that you thought was going to be at number one? Thank you so much for listening for today. And I am so excited to delve into what this year is going to bring, what you guys are going to create and write over 2021 especially as we get nearer because we're coming up to like a year off of the 10-year anniversary of Pitch Perfect. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you follow us along. You can follow us on our social media accounts. We are on Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And of course, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time, Pitches.